ప్రేమ స్వరూపులారా ఎంబోడిమెంట్స్ ఆఫ్ లవ్ శాంతిని లోపల ఉన్నది కానీ బయట లేదు పీస్ ఇస్ విత్ ఇన్ నాట్ అవుట్ సైడ్ అవుట్ సైడ్ నో పీస్ ఓన్లీ పీసెస్ డియర్ లిస్నర్ సైరామ్ అండ్ గ్రీటింగ్స్ ఫ్రమ్ ప్రశాంతి నిలయం వెల్కమ్ టు అవర్ రేడియో ప్రోగ్రామ్ అవుట్సైడ్ ఇన్సైడ్ డీప్ ఇన్సైడ్ This is a segment of Radio Sai's Thursday Live hosted by Bishop Prosti. Today's episode was first broadcast live on 21st June 2018. Dear listeners, Sairam from Prashantinilam, the most happening place on the planet and today is June 21st, 2018. Wow, such a beautiful day. 21st, 21 is divine. 2018 is divine too. And today on this sacred day, we will be discussing the last episode of our series on Mrs. Ratanlal, a diamond of a devotee. Today is the 15th episode. We started this series on March 8, 2018. And if you have been following this serial, you would have got a glimpse of how Swami first pulls you and then purifies you little by little day by day incident by incident so that tiny bits of your ego keep falling away so that instances of you identifying with your body systematically keep breaking away and you begin to grow in spirit and glow in his splendor and eventually will come a day when you don't see yourself as yourself at all where there is no yourself there is only the self and that self is sai well that is the journey of every devotee but it takes a number of lifetimes of refinement of our mind of our thoughts of our hearts to reach there but the fantastic thing that happens when the avatar comes down in a particular form in a beautiful mesmerizing personality is this growth that would have taken for us perhaps 10 lifetimes 100 lifetimes happens in just a few moments sometimes in just one lifetime a particular growth that would have probably taken six janmas happens in just six minutes in six seconds that is the incredible power of the presence of the avatar and if you look at the life of mrs ratanlal or any devotee for that matter who has had the chance to be with the lord at close quarters someone who has had the opportunity to work for him being in his physical proximity you will find their lives going through this accelerated tremendously accelerated refinement process take the life of professor kasturi take the life of mr raja reddy mr ram brahmam each one's life is a testimony to the phenomenal transforming power of the presence of the lord just that we don't know much about their lives they were such quiet silent servitors of the lord we know a little bit about professor kasturi because being a man of literature he fortunately left a record of it in his autobiographical work loving god and in this last 15 episodes of this program what we've been trying to do is likewise document at least some facets of the spiritual journey of mrs ratanlal and so we started with the story of how she came to bhagwan way back in 1965 the way bhagwan entered into her in the form of a luminous disk of light it was the start of her journey in a devotee's life there are three stages bhagwan mentions in one of the discourses the first stage is the light is in me and this was literally the occasion when the light of the lord 
entered into the heart of Mrs. Ratan Lal. This was the light in me stage of Mrs. Ratan Lal. And the moment that light came into her, she was a different person. The light changed her priorities, her perspectives about life. And now she only wanted to be with Baba. She was earlier a very successful and dynamic businesswoman running a boutique for high net worth individuals selling precious gems and expensive clothes and stuff. But now she was okay to just stay in Parthi and work for the Lord. This was way back in the 60s when there were no rooms. She was okay to sleep under the tree and cook, just putting two stones together and making a temporary stove with twigs and wood. She was okay to put up with all this and someone coming from Mumbai who was living in a completely air-conditioned bungalow with 20 servants and 4 cars and so on. But when the light enters you, that's what happens. It changes you in a way you can never ever fathom. And I shared with you all these stories in the earlier episodes how later on Swami came to Mumbai in 1967 and even visited her house, how she actively got involved and made beautiful arrangements for Bhagwan's public sessions in Sadaya Vallabhai Patel Stadium in that visit. And then we moved on to how she was instrumental in bringing Rajmata of Navanagar to Swami, the Rajmata who made yeoman contributions to Bhagwan's mission in the subsequent years and in fact was a member of the Sri Satisai Central Trust when Swami constituted this body in 1972. Then I also shared with you about her role, significant role in the coming up of the Anandpur College in 1968, the setting up of the Brindavan College in 1969, the resurrection of Walter Cohen in 1970 and the thrilling story of how she managed to get a plane for Bhagwan to move out of Goa after he took upon himself the illness of a devotee. So many beautiful anecdotes. Also lovely stories of her sweet relationship with Swami in Brindavan in the 70s just like those Krishna Yashoda tales. And then came the beautiful episode of Swami visiting Kashmir in 1980, which was Ratanlal Amma's much-cherished dream. And there were so many more instances of Swami healing, Swami correcting, Swami guiding, Swami testing, yes, testing many tests. And each test took her to a higher dimension than where she was before. Today, we will go to the highest dimension that we have seen of her that at least we have understood and grasped of her relationship with Swami. So as I was telling you the journey started with the light is in me and then it moved on to I am in the light and there were these moments when she realized that she is just an instrument. I am in the light. How the light is just doing everything. In fact once this realization came in her everything changed. The test stopped. Bhagwan was totally different with her. She was no more a student for the divine teacher. She had perhaps become Bhagwan's own. She had become a part of Bhagwan. Let me narrate a very powerful anecdote in this connection. One day Bhagwan came after the darshan and started reprimanding her. And this had happened many times before. Earlier she used to get very upset. She would be very shocked. She would be deeply worried and she would have no clue why she was being treated that way. And she would later on do a lot of reflection, she would meditate, contemplate, because she always believed that Swami would not do anything without meaning. There is always a deeper significance to whatever Swami did. So she would reflect later on and get some answers, but many times she would not even get a complete picture. She would not get all the clarity of why she went through what Swami put her through. But the initial reaction would always be one of shock and disappointment. She would immediately not be able to digest why she was being given such a kind of scolding from Bhagwan. 
but that particular day when bhagwan started his tirade she just stared at swami after a while she just started smiling in fact there was a big smile on her face and now swami when he saw that he stopped he stopped his barrage of complaints against her and swami said i'm talking to you and i'm scolding you and you're laughing and ratanlal amma said swami when you love or when you scold is there a difference swami you are the same your love is the same whether it is love your love or whether it is your reprimand or whether it is your harsh words swami it does not seem anything different for me you are talking to me why should i not be happy and then she said swami it's almost been 37 odd years with you and see the things that i have done so many things have happened you know from the setting up of the colleges to the setting up of the sanatan sarathi printing press to so many amazing celebrations so many visits she was there at every important landmark in bhagwan's avtarik life for the last 37 years and she said swami is anything that i have done would have been possible because i was doing it it is absolutely impossible unthinkable for me to have done whatever has happened in the last 30 40 years i could not have done this even if i had done tapas for thousands of years so who is doing all this swami it is you it is you alone who is doing everything who has done everything till this day till this very moment and when everything is happening through me but it is being done only by you then why should i worry now you are scolding and you are scolding yourself swami because i am not doing anything whatever i am doing it is only because you are making it happen and now you are scolding you are reprimanding so it is you who is scolding yourself so why should i be worried i am nothing i don't exist you have done everything and you want to now scold yourself for everything so that is fine why should i be bothered i am smiling of course i will smile because i am happy swami i am happy that you are talking to me i am happy that i am with you i am happy that you are spending time with me i will always smile this happened in 2002 and ratana lama says since that day all testing by bhagwan stopped i feel this was the i am in the light moment for mrs ratanlal it took her 37 years you know to get here in fact on an earlier occasion when she was very disturbed again because somi had taken her to task for something she had not done she was again been scolded for a mistake that she had not committed and she was again constantly thinking what is all this what is all this and then somi comes to her a little later and says what is all this it is nothing from nothing nothing and that made her thinking how bhagwan says that this world is nothing this world is just temporary the world is changing and if this world is nothing then this incident is nothing incident is absolutely nothing and if the incident is absolutely nothing then she was getting worried about nothing when this realization came all the disappointments all her anxieties just melted away so this is how bhagwan was taking her slowly step by step step by step through training through testing through hand holding through cajoling through beautiful opportunities of serving and the chance of being in his presence 
This is not a stage one can reach just like that. This is what Ramana Maharshi used to urge his disciples to ruminate upon. This is the essence of Advaitic philosophy, isn't it? Brahmam Satya, Jagat Mithya. And she eventually reached that stage where she was focused only on the self, only on that which is permanent, serving the Lord for 40 years, slowly refined her thoughts, her attitudes, her thought process where she was seeing just the Lord. She was contemplating, placing herself, identifying herself only with the real self. It was a journey of chill and thrill. It was a journey where she saw the zenith of ecstasy and the nadir of depression. But ultimately everything leading only to higher elevation. Dear listeners, I have shared with you so many stories from her life. And all the while I have been narrating the episodes that she went through. But today I want to do something different. Today you are going to hear her directly. I am now going to play for you a clip where Ratanlal Amma is talking about her journey. A little, a beautiful slice of her lovely relationship with Bhagwan. The instance when Swami told her unequivocally that he is waiting for her to serve him. The instance of how she started cooking for Swami. Yes, I have narrated this before, but it's different when you hear it from her mouth because it comes with her simplicity, her sublimity, her nobility. It was in 1971. Swami's birthday, celebrations were over. And uh, we were all going back to Bombay. No newspaper, nothing. Nobody knew that Pakistan war is on. Between Pakistan and India, Kashmir, all that. So, the day we were leaving, we were a uh, few people, Mr. and Mrs. Kamani, Mr. and Mrs. Jalan, both of us, there was another couple. Swami had given us a room which was known as library, right on the hilltop, where today the new guest house. So just as we were doing Namaskar, I had very high fever, which I had not disclosed to anybody. So I was the last to do my Namaskar. So Swami said, hey, she's burning. Don't take her to Bombay. There is this Madras conference. I'll take her with me to Vrindavan. And uh, you all are coming uh, to Madras for this uh, conference. That is all Naturally, nobody could say anything. So they all left for Bombay and we left the second day for Brindavan. So we arrived there. There was Mr. Gokak, who was the principal of the college. There was Mrs. Gokak, myself, Raja Reddy. And there was another person, and Swami, of course. So, now, we didn't know. Swami would go out in the afternoon and uh, come back within 15 minutes. Because blackout, it was so bad that because of HEL, Pakistan was very, sort of wanted to, because we had started the aeronautic factory in Bangalore. So, First day we didn't know what is happening. 
now swami's uh, lunch and dinner and food used to come from across the road big family there were very big devotees of swami sheshgiri rao and all these people so from 4:30 swami is talking to three of us four of us and uh, at about 8 8:30 quarter to 9 we would do the aarti and swami goes up at darshan he hardly there was anybody he would go at 4 o'clock come back by 4:30 because there used to be blackout you know so who's going to come from the city you know and go back there was terrible fear at that time jamnagar and all these areas were very badly bombarded so one day passed second day passed third day passed fourth day passed no dinner so i was little concerned so fifth morning when swami came downstairs at about 8 o'clock that used to be the time he used to come have something or first uh, go for darshan then come back have little tiffin and then all of us later on we used to have so swami came down at 8 o'clock and used to come straight to our room so mrs gokak and myself were in one room and mr gokak was in the other room so he would come give us namaskar and then go for tiffin so he went for tiffin when he came back i was little nervous because uh, i had uh, little idea about south indian cooking but you know in those days you will be surprised that now idli dosa and all that has become so popular in the north mm-hmm. just as the north food has become so popular in the south at that time there was no such thing people living in bombay they were also used to a sort of their simple food mm-hmm. so i got up and i said swami don't think that we have had no dinner but uh, you have not had any dinner so if you permit me shall i make some i am not very qualified in south indian food but i know how to cook mm. so swami looks at me very sweetly you know and very lovingly and in a joke you know how swami used to say i was waiting for you sir to ask me wow. go ahead and do it now nobody knows hindi the two three staff members they didn't know english i have no idea about telugu now how to get things from the bazaar i had to get vegetables i had to get everything there was nothing so i got the idea that we had our travel agent in the west end because we used to stay there so at 12:30 swami used to go up so very softly i telephoned to him and gave him the whole list and i said by 2:30 you bring it quietly and yes everything everything mm-hmm. actually so there was a little room it had luckily one uh, kerosene uh, stove that was all so rambram garu who used to be the caretaker very nice man very devoted to swami very helpful 
but you know he was more like simple man but very nice man very good devotee of swami so he couldn't help me poor fellow how much he could so we tried to search little utensils here and there to cut the story short by swami's grace by swami's sankalp i managed to cook dinner and i was amazed how everybody had it and then swami said why don't you make something in the morning so i said swami i don't know how to make idli dosa and all that but whatever we have puri hai things like that i can make that so he said make it so i did something in the morning also then swami comes and asked me to go to that small room where the stove was and then i had put everything all the material somehow the other i had arranged it so he started telling me roast this do this do this boil the dal and then put this put this teaching me how to make sambar teaching me how to make rasam teaching me how to make chutney because in bombay we only had a, you know with the green chutney or in up north there was no such thing this uh, coconuts fresh coconuts we only used to get at diwali time otherwise they don't grow in the north na mm-hmm. so so we had no idea about this coconut chutney and all that of course in bombay we knew how to make coconut chutney but we were not uh, not like uh, south india so swami went on telling me make it like this make it like this he stood there for few minutes and explained then certain words he used in telugu and i didn't know i am looking at him for instance tergupata you know tergupata means bagar you know when everything is ready you boil the oil and put little something and add to the now how do i know tergupata what is tergupata what is all that it was very very amusing but he was so loving and he was so you know real good as uh, you know when you go to a school and in those days the teachers used to be very loving Mm. similarly how loving and how you know sort of uh, compassionately he was teaching me so i started doing that then i made some afternoon tiffin also then i started making dinner also like that it continued after 5 days everybody said that there will be no conference in madras the war is on the swami went on telling no the conference will take place the war will finish 21st is the conference and 19th there is cease fire understand and 20th morning we left for madras so that is how it started in the meantime this little house cottage was built and then the printing press was built and then i started naturally off and on coming and setting swami made all the thing ready but you know certain things one had to do and then i would make food and then serve him then when he would come to prasanti nilayam i would fly to bombay you know and then again i would get intimation that swami is planning to come after a day or two and i would come back so that went on 
till 73 December. Two years I had that opportunity of serving him and uh, all of you have got that experience that Swami loved feeding there are two people, three people, four people, five people, and then from five it became to ten, from ten it became to twenty, from twenty it became to thirty, forty, sometimes there used to be fifty people for uh, lunch, you know, and dinner. Because whoever came, when Swami knew that he had this arrangement, how the Lord, at least I used to be, because there were lots of workers, so I always used to think that let me cook for 25-30 people. If there is extra food, there is no difficulty. The food can be given to all the workers. They will have Swami's prasad. So there is no question of wastage or anything. So from 25-30, you know, when Swami looked at the food, it used to be, sometimes He would tell me, but many times I didn't know. But some or the other, when you had that deep faith, because you know, when you read and all that in Satyam Shivam Sundaram part one, how he used to go and touch the vessels and yes. the, you know, with Subama and all these people, she used to get worried that Swami, how will, uh, so Swami would just open the lids and Drishti uh, Dalna or, uh, you know. But I had such. You know, it was Swami's grace. Actually speaking, if you think that it is your doing, because you are the inert matter, bodies, no. It is the Atmana. You know, God is all-pervasive, God is all-omnipotent, uh, omniscience. How is God, you know? The Lord is the doer. You are only an instrument. And gradually and slowly, one started getting that experience. Because after uh, serving and after finishing, if you sit and uh, go through the whole day, how did it happen? What happened? Really, did you do it? Did you plan it? It is the Lord who has done it. So that is Mrs. Ratanlal. We probably recorded this sometime after Bhagwan left his physical form, perhaps in 2000. 12 or 13, when Bhagwan was there, she would be very reluctant to talk anything because she always loved to be in the background. She's someone who served Swami for so many years, but nobody knows anything about her except for the very close inner circle of Bhagwan's devotees. No one would ever know that there is someone who has given her life entirely for Bhagwan. And as you heard, that is where her state of thoughts were. As she stayed with the Lord, she matured so much spiritually. As I was telling you, she was in that state of, I am in the light. And no wonder once she was there, everything of hers, everything she did after that was welcomed heartily by the Lord, accepted by Swami. I told you in the previous episode how when Vinay Kumar showed the menu of the World Youth Conference 2007 to Swami and said, Swami, this is what Ratanlal Amma has made. Swami did not even look at it. Swami simply said, Oh, if she has given you the menu, then it's fine. I don't have to see it. Amma actually felt bad because she felt, No, no, Swami should have seen it. I mean, I simply wrote something. But Swami was okay. If Ratanlal Amma has done it, then it is okay. I don't have to check. 
that is where you are you know that is where you are once you are in that stage of i am in the light slowly the difference between the light and you begin to disappear in fact when bhagwan left his mortal coil on april 24 2011 auntie was still there and brother vinay kumar went to her the next day and the moment he saw her vinay kumar just broke down and auntie said hey matro matro don't cry don't cry why are you crying swami will not like it don't cry now it is for all of us to behave like true devotees she said do you realize that swami is within you kahan gaye bhagwan where did he go he is not gone anywhere he is right here he is around us he is in us why do you feel sad why do you limit him to the body this is what she said someone who lived in the physical proximity of bhagwan cooking for bhagwan for 40 45 years this is what she said to vinay kumar the next day in fact on 25th then bhagwan's body was still there and amma had gone to cyclewind hall and when she was coming back to her room and vinay saw her again and you know vinay was holding her hand and she said don't worry why are you holding my hand i'm fine you go and sit be with bhagwan go and sit in the samadhi you don't have to come with me i'm okay you be there and vinay kumar says that you know just looking at her filled me with so much courage she was such a great warrior she gave so much strength and she came to mandir every day she was not like so many who was completely broken and she didn't know what to do with her life no swami is with me that conviction about the omnipresence of the lord about the lord who is not just this body was so deeply ingrained in her after that you saw her every time to come to the samadhi morning and evening bhajans in fact professor venkatraman would always send the car she would come promptly for the morning bhajans every single day she loved the bhajans but she would not go to the samadhi to offer her salutation she would say that no now we have to salute the lord from within that whole concept that swami is with me inside was so deep she felt that experience so convinced of that in fact later on when vine visited her and they used to converse and vine used to become sad talking about bhagwan swami leaving us and she would say what is there to feel sad where has he gone he's right here dekho picture mein dekho idhar hi hai look at swami's picture is he not here is this swami's picture ye sakshat hai sakshat idhar hai bhagwan he used to always say see the lord is here right here how are things happening do you think you are doing anything how are these institutions running how are so many people still coming to puttaparthi there are so many devotees experiencing him in such unmistakable ways how is all this happening she would always sit outside her room and look at the devotees coming into the ashram and sometimes because she would be sitting outside some new devotees would ask her to go to the way to the shopping complex or you know ask about parthi and she would talk to them she would know that they have all come for the first time they have never stepped into parthi before and there were hundreds of them thousands of them coming and she would say see the lord is the hero who is inspiring all these people in fact there are so many devotees who have experienced so much love for bhagwan and they are not coming now 
because Swami has left the physical form. But these innocent people are coming. These innocent people have been touched by His love. Who is working in their hearts? Have any one of us given any advertisements about Prashant Nilayam? Have we been publicizing about what we have been doing? Who is calling them? Who is making all these people travel all the way with their little money that they have? How is this ashram and the Sai mission still going on? Why do you feel Swami is not there? And she would feel sad when she would see that people who have experienced a lot not coming now. But she was so happy to see all these devotees coming and that would give her an inner thrill. She would go and talk to the teachers in Vrindavan. You know, she was there for so many years and she would go and tell them, be together. All of you should be united. Work for Bhagwan together because Swami always loved unity. In 2015, she was in Vrindavan. Perhaps that was her last visit to Vrindavan. The Vrindavan where Swami built for her a cottage and she cooked for Swami for so many years. There was the Yagyam that happened in 2015. Atirudra Yagnam in Vrindavan. She spent a lot of time with the teachers there. Dr. Ravi Kumar and all the Vrindavan senior teachers there. And she told them, Hamesha, do work all the time. Do work in a way that you never have to make Swami feel sad or bad about the work that you have done. Make Swami proud. Make Him proud with what you have done. Make Him proud with your work. Develop that inner connect with Swami. Don't depend on anyone else. This was a clear advice. Don't go to any medium. Don't go to any other person to get messages from Swami. In fact, there were so many occasions when Vinay Kumar used to ask her, Auntie, what should I do now? I'm thinking whether I should do this or that. And she would say, no. The relationship between you and Swami is direct. Go within. Ask Swami within. You will hear His voice within. Don't depend on anyone outside to guide you about your journey with Swami. Take your guidance directly from Him. If it is not coming, pray. He will guide you. But don't get deluded by other people saying, that they are giving you messages about your life from Bhagwan. Have your direct connection with Bhagwan. And when they say, Auntie, there are so many people who are going here and there. And she would say, Swami is only one. There cannot be a second Swami. And He is right there in your heart. He is Hridaya Nivasi. Don't go and search for Him here and there. Don't waste your time. Don't be a fool. He is there inside you. He is there right inside you. Call Him. And he will respond. Just do his work. There is so much work to be done. Don't go trying to gather news about all sorts of things. Don't run here and there. It is not needed. Even when she was 94, 95, she was not someone who said that, you know, okay, now there is no need for me to do anything. The Lord is there in my heart. So I will not do anything. She was not of that kind. She was someone who kept herself fit. She didn't want to be dependent on anyone. If she had a problem, she would happily take medicine. She would say, body has to be fit. Whatever is needed for the body, the body will go. Don't bother about the body. The body needs a medicine. Give it to the body. But let nothing come in the way of me and my contribution to Swami. Let nothing come in the way of me working for Swami. And you tell Vinay Kumar, go out and do his work. This is an opportunity you will not get again. Sometimes he would be sad because Vinay Kumar worked closely with Bhagwan in physical proximity. Swami, he would say, Auntie, I'm just now feeling perhaps it is better to just keep away. And she would say, No, 
you have to keep doing his work that is the only way you can redeem yourself that is the only way you will keep your connect with swami keep your body strong do work so that you are strong physically and once you have your body in order with all your strength mind and heart contribute work for him redeem yourself don't get bogged down by the body don't weaken your spirit and this is what she did even when she was past 95 she used to she used to look after the education of so many children who were often she would give clothes to disadvantaged people silently she would feed so many people every day from her home food packets would go out and many times if those people who were supposed to come to take the food if they had not come she would say what happened why didn't they not come today aaj wo nahi aaye aaj wo nahi aaye she would look after the the maid who was looking after her she would provide for the education of the maid her children her grandchildren anyone could go into her home i think there is no one who had gone into her room and returned empty handed i even i have gone even for 2 minutes if i have gone i remember she would make something and give it could be a juice it could be a fruit i don't think there's anyone who has gone into her home and returned empty handed never and with vinay kumar narrating you know how even when he would just land up without any notice she would always have something always have something and the childlike bhakti childlike devotion with which she would be engaged in swami's work 2014 bhagwan's birthday celebrations came the jhula ceremony decorations were going on and she had the same enthusiasm even though swami is not there physically she wanted to decorate the jhula she wanted to get the flowers she wanted to select the flowers she wanted to do it exactly the way it used to be done when bhagwan was there she be so excited bhagwan ka jhula bhagwan ka jhula ye jhula this is happening that is apni jhula ho raha hai that excitement child like excitement even after 50 years of working with bhagwan even though his physical form is not there perhaps some people were relaxed but she was the same it made no difference to her because swami was always that she wanted to go out select the flowers she wanted to make the garland she wanted to choose which color will go that same detailing that same perfection that same feeling my swami's birthday is there and i have to do everything in my capacity to make it the most beautiful birthday ever and she was not someone whom after bhagwan left you know you had so many people who said okay now we'll go to other pilgrim places so you had devotees going to badrinath chardham kedarnath going to ramnath going to kanyakumari but she was not someone who wanted to go anywhere she said there is no need for me to go anywhere when mr vishnivasan asked her she said ab kahan jana hai yahi to rehna hai is it where where else to go there is no place for me to go there is no reason for me to go anywhere and that is how she was there every day for morning and evening bhajans in prashantinilayam in fact mr vishnuvasan recalls how he could always see her next to the gate along with mr souri and asha till the last even when she had aches and pains she never missed the darshan i remember on so many occasions i had the opportunity to take her for the morning bhajans if there was a problem with the car or something and she would be waiting there ready 8:45 for the car and after the bhajan she would be so happy nothing gave her as much bliss as bhajans as going to bhagwan and being with bhagwan in bhagwan's presence and even though she gave her entire life to bhagwan but when it came to her duties she was again very diligent as long as her husband was there mr ratanlal 
very nice person someone who was very quiet and someone who had his own style of interacting with swami as long as mr ratanlal was there she looked after him she did everything that was needed for his health if you remember i have narrated stories of how in the initial days also when she was cooking for swami she would first prepare everything look after her husband and then ensure only when he is comfortable then she would go on and spend all her time for bhagwan she was very particular about doing her duties and after her husband left her concentration her her time everything was completely 100% only for swami in fact mr vishnu wasn't recalls how she was such an ideal when it came to you know for example ladies day celebrations always in the background so much you know she had that fantastic art of doing everything and not being there visible but at any instance if swami called she would be there to do the work but not be seen in the front that is how her personality was and she knew how to conduct herself when bhagwan was with students when bhagwan was with a few elders when bhagwan was with distinguished guests and especially on the ladies day perhaps there was the only day when she came on stage and she would light the lamps when swami would ask her to do it and the way she would conduct the way she would walk the way she would interact you know that someone who had very deep understanding of the lord's ways and the lord's expectations from a devotee very deep understanding she came from a family of great intellectuals she came from a family which was very deep rooted in indian culture but after she came to bhagwan everything was now being done not just as a tradition not just as a ritual but as a spiritual practice every act she did she was so conscious of what swami will like how i should do it so that it is pleasing to him in fact in 2012 there was the shivratri puja which vinay kumar used to organize from bangalore and a lot of priests who came from the bandavan ashram and from bangalore from various areas and she would be so interested vinay kumar wanted this priest to meet amma but she was more than interested then the priest she wanted to arrange everything for the priest she said no you bring them home i will organize food for them vinay kumar said no no amma you don't worry about doing all that don't take all that trouble i just want them to you know see you i want them to get your blessings and she said no 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 it's not like that priests are coming there is a paddhati there is a tradition in indian culture i have to treat them with all that respect and so she was there giving them a fruit making all elaborate arrangements all that she has learned you know whenever they come you should give them dakshina give them vastram bhojanam everything just like how swami would respect the vedic pandits she was now a live representation of how bhagwan would treat the guests and vinay kumar says i cannot forget that last proper evening tea that i had with her this was sometime in 2006 late 2006 october november whenever vinay kumar came to her home you know as i told you she would always be ready with something or the other and this was the last occasion when he was having tea with amma and amma was very frail then she was weak she was lying down on the cot but even then when she had called him for tea she got up from the cot and she wanted everything to be done how it had been done all these years if he was being served he wanted properly the napkin should be placed how the plate should be placed how the tumbler should be placed 
she had such tremendous will power she just got up like a warrior as she says and everything was how a guest should be treated even till her last moment he told rama you look after your body he said no don't worry about the body this is all choti choti baat these are all small small things don't worry about the body don't pamper the body let us not be too connected with the body the body has to go one day let us just take the body till the extent it is needed let us just keep ourselves fit so that we can serve him that's all don't have to do anything more so she herself went to the kitchen she picked up the plate she walked out with the plate she placed the napkin she was insisting that everything is done as per the tradition even though she was past 95 and of course she would then start talking about bhagwan and that child like love for the lord and she would ask if vinaykumar did not come for many days she would ask why didn't you come did you forget bhagwan just like swami would tell vinay what is a big work in bangalore whenever vinay had to go back he would say why do you stay back swami would say and now it's the same thing that amma was telling why didn't you come for so many days what happened to you why did you forget swami when you live you're living with people who lived with god and when you interact with them it's almost like you're interacting with god because so much of godliness has erupted off on them it was in late january perhaps early february that she was taken to the hospital but even when she was admitted in the hospital february 2017 she had already by the time you know she had already lost all her interest in anything of the world i remember she saying that she's lost the sense of taste imagine someone who cooked for swami so many years she had lost that sense of taste it was as if you know swami was loosening all the bonds loosening whatever little bit attachment she had to the world slowly she lost sense of hearing she went to the hospital she reduced her food intake she was there for a couple of weeks i think perhaps about 30 40 days in the hospital but it was a very very peaceful state she was always in peace always with her swami always excited to see the photo of swami always thinking about swami always only asking people about swami his work and it came march 2017 came and, and it seemed like she will probably not be there for very long now her intake had reduced and many elderly devotees would go and see her to be with her and you know that she is just waiting you could see that she was just waiting for a moment to go and then came march 11 2017 and that day her pulse dropped to 30 and then when everyone was wondering suddenly it shot up to 90 and then it stabilized to 60 the way her pulse was going it was completely medically there was as dr narsimhan says medically you cannot explain what was happening her pulse dropping and then going up and then stabilizing and then Dr Narsimhan and others they didn't know what was happening to her they knew that what is happening now is beyond science she's just perhaps waiting and exactly as the midnight happened as it crossed 12 o'clock at 12:04 as the sacred day of holy began as march 12 2017 began she got up from the bed and she was gasping for breath she got up from the bed and just immediately then a student who was there he started loudly chanting om 
साईश्वराय विमे सत्यदेवाय धीमहे तर्व प्रचोदयात एंड शी हर्ड एंड द होल रूम वॉज वाइब्रेटिंग विथ दिस साउंड एवरी वन जॉइन दर एन नर्स वॉज देयर एनदर लेडी वॉज देयर दे स्टार्टेड चैंटिंग इन लाउड वॉइस साई गायत्री एंड शी हर्ड दैट चैंट एंड देन शी जस्ट स्मूथली वेंट बैक टू हर बैड टू बी वन विथ हर लॉर्ड फॉर एवर ए लाइफ where every second after the light had entered into her she persevered to become that light and in the end she went back in such an enlightening manner today her journey is such a source of inspiration such a source of courage for all of us who are walking on that path and she had told that you don't have to do anything after i leave the body you don't have to do any samskaras anything because i have completed everything after swami left you just don't have to do anything there is no need for any last rites for me because i have done everything and the only thing she used to say is if you have to ask swami for anything swami se kuch nahi poocho sirf bhakti poocho only ask for devotion in fact mr vishnuvasan says when i think about mrs ratan lal i can only place her where mother ishwaramma and mother subamma stand in the annals of bhagwan's glorious life because she belonged to a completely different category than the other devotees who served bhagwan she was there mothering the lord she was there picked by the lord to perform a specific task of not only looking after the physical body of bhagwan but also playing a silent but very significant role in all of bhagwan's missions right from 1960s and i think it is to give us about how we should lead our lives even after bhagwan leaves his physical form that swami kept her for another 6 years in her physical form all that we have recorded is only after swami has left because of that we have some documentation of our life and it is perhaps to show us how we should conduct if we say we are devotees if we say we want to work for swami if we want to be servitors of swami how should be our attitude how should be our conduct how should be our commitment and how should be our determination to work for the lord i think it is to give us these precious gems on our path it is to give us these precious learnings that bhagwan blessed all of us with the life of mrs ratanlal mrs ratanlal a diamond of a devotee dear listeners even though we have done 15 episodes about her there are still so many more instances from her life as we go on you know you discover such beautiful tenets about her personality about her relationship because for her connecting with lord was not just a 5 second 10 second affair in a day or 2 hour 3 hour pursuit in a day it was a continuous pursuit throughout the day that is how swami wants us to lead our lives every moment you are thinking am i doing what will please swami when you are in that state you ultimately become swami because there is no difference between the message and the messenger and the master that is the journey that all of us have to tread and she has shown us 
such a beautiful way as Swami says, if you want to walk in the spiritual path, learn from the lives of great devotees because you will get inspiration from them. You will get courage from them. Even though there are tests, you will get strength from their tests, from their trials, from their triumphs. And it is in this light that, you know, we recounted the story of Mrs. Ratanla. Let's take lessons from her life and see how we do in our own ways transform these little, little opportunities that Bhagwan has given us to do His work, to be with Him into opportunities of becoming Him because ultimately that is our journey. We start with the light is in me. We move on to I am in the light and then we become the light. So that perhaps is one snapshot of the life of Mrs. Ratanlal. If you know anything more about her, please do share. I am also collecting more. Maybe in a future episode, we'll continue. But for now, we've done 15 episodes. And please do share your comments. If in any way it helped you, in any way you have any thoughts that can help all of us, please feel free to share your impressions. As always, you can write to listener at radiosci.org. If you want to write anything personally to me, you can write to bishu at radiosci.org, B-I-S-H-U at radiosci.org. Thank you so much for being with me through this beautiful, sanctifying, sublimating journey. Sign
You can email us your feedback as always to listener at radiosci.org. You can also WhatsApp us to this number 9393258258. Thank you and Sairam.